Hey, real quick, if you haven't heard yet, the Fueled by Faith Mentorship Program is now open for enrollment. I am so excited to meet you on the inside of these six weeks where you are going to be accountable to take action, increase your faith, and just fuel your life differently with God as your CEO. I'm going to show you some core biblical principles that have fueled my own life to get me where I am today. That is addicted to the climb in my health, in my overall life, in my business, in all the areas and my relationships. I want to teach you all the things I've learned over the years that have just brought me out of fear, anxiousness, worry, depression, in all the things that God doesn't want of us. So if you're ready to find your calling, live an abundant life the way God wants you to, jump in with me for six weeks. And don't forget, there's early bird pricing right now. I can't wait to start this journey with you. I'm so excited. And by the way, you're going to love this episode with my new friend, Jordan. So stay tuned, get your notebook out. You're going to really just get fired up in God in a new way. And of course, I am praying for you and I know you're going to be blessed. Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I hope you are having a beautiful week so far. And boy, I have a treat for you today. And my guest, I'm so excited to introduce him to you all because You might just change your perspective today about your life, maybe even go out and conquer a new climb. You might want to do that after listening to this episode, and you might even increase your faith and have more courage to do this. So I hope you buckle up and get ready. I'm so excited you're all here. Today, I want to introduce you to my guest, Jordan Montgomery. He is the owner of Montgomery Companies. He's a highly regarded performance coach and keynote speaker whose clients include business executives, sales organizations, and entrepreneurs. From a small town, Iowa, to a dominant force in the performance coaching industry, Jordan travels the country speaking and coaching executives at Fortune 500 companies, professional athletes, and salespeople. In addition to his work speaking and coaching, he is also an accomplished business leader who has managed top performing sales teams in the financial services industry. He resides in Tiffin, Iowa with his wife, Ashley, and his three daughters, Audrey, Claire, and Olivia. When he is not writing, coaching, or speaking, he spends time with his family and enjoys the outdoors. 
He is a lover of sports in all things Iowa Hawkeyes. Jordan, I am so blessed. I feel so blessed and honored to have you today. So welcome. Hey, Kelly, just awesome to be with you. And I want to give a shout out to our mutual good friend, Heather Monaghan, for connecting us. Um, she sings your praises. And for not having connected much prior, I feel like I know you already because of all that Heather shared and how highly she speaks of you. So honored to be on your show and honored to spend some time with you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We love Heather. If my podcast wouldn't be here if she didn't make me sit down and do it with her as my first guest. <laughs> so she will, she will um, move you to action. Isn't that mm -hmm. true? That Heather is somebody who like gets people to take action quickly. So yes, she done does. that for me too. Yes. Well, Jordan, I want to jump right in about the climb. There's so much I want to dive into with you today because this podcast is all about being addicted to the climb. I always say life is a climb. We are either coming off a climb, facing a climb, or we're in a climb at the moment. So I want to start by asking you, which, where do you fall in either of those climbs right now? Yeah, I feel like I'm coming off a climb, but probably facing a new climb. You know, um, here's a climb that we're facing, Kelly. We're having a baby next month in October. And so that will be its own unique climb. Um, but, you know, I, I sort of have this story of, you know, yeah, the falling off uh, the climb and, and God really used some adversity in my life to sort of redirect my path and my steps. And I just appreciate that you are helping people shine a light on that journey and that story and talk about the hard stuff. Um, Craig Rochelle is one of my favorite mentors. And he says, you know, people can be impressed with your strengths, but they connect to you through your weaknesses. And so I just love that you're creating an opportunity for people to talk about some of the hard things. Um, Cause we all have hard things, right? We're human. Um, I know I've had many hard things and I'll continue to have hard things, but um, just really appreciate your emphasis on, that which is worth it, but also hard. Yes. I mean, listen, if we don't sh shine a light on some of our weaknesses, people can't grow from, they, they think, you know, the highlight reel is what they're watching mm. today, the media and everything we're showing on social, which is, you know, it's our best face forward. Yeah. So when I talk to people, I really do want to share what you've gone through because somebody else is going through that same thing right now most of the time we all share the same you know things in life whether it's grief or divorce and hardships and loss of job and mm. getting fired and all that stuff even having a baby and the more we talk about things we can just connect with each other i just feel it's so important that you know we are all on the same playing field that we need to know that we're not above anyone else and that's what it's all about right it's really yeah. just locking arms with people so we can rise up together and so i true. That. and that's what you that's that's you jordan that's what you do well right back at you and um i think so much of that has become even more important in this era of social media right where things are oftentimes mm -hmm. artificial and a bit fake um, I was spending time with a pastor recently, Kelly, and we were asking questions to this pastor just about, you know, life and leadership. Um, one of the young men that I was with asked the pastor this question. He said, um, what advice would you give to us, you know, parents who are raising children? Like, if there's one piece of advice you give to a parent right now, what would it be? And he said, teach your children to be comfortable in their own skin oh, yes. because they're growing up in a world where there's comparison, 
you know, the social media era, things are artificial and fake. And so I just think in a world that lacks authenticity, it's never been more important to be transparent, real and vulnerable. And so again, I just appreciate you creating a space for people to have those conversations. And I love that because I have two children as well. You want my daughter's older, she's 23, but my son's 16. And I know you're in the trenches right now having your fourth baby with the three girls. But, you know, that's great advice is, and I also want to throw in because I love Jesus. And it's really, I try to teach my children, put your crown on every morning because you're a child of the almighty God, no matter what anybody thinks about you, looks at you, when you look in that mirror, you need to know whose child you are. And really it's about as parents leading by example. So there was a time, Jordan, when I, I wasn't doing it the right way as a mom to a teenage girl. And I was finding myself picking myself apart and saying, and here I am a fitness girl, but I was really just tearing myself down. And I, I was like, what am I doing? I'm, I have a daughter that's probably emulating me in some way. And here I am shaming myself. I don't want to be that woman to her. So I immediately had to like flip that and say, you know, Kelly, you're leading this child and she's going to follow the way you teach her. So I've learned that the hard way, but leading by example, I try to really pay attention to that. And I'm not perfect in any way, but as pa- parenting's hard, that's a yeah, whole. It is hard. It you is know, hard. It, and you have three daughters coming up in this world, and God yeah. bless you, honestly. <laughs> in, in that, you know, but Jordan, I really want to jump into your story because let's do it. I want to start with how did you get here to where you are today? What were your dreams as a child? Did you dream of being on stages and really <laughs> leading people? Was that something as a young boy or? Did it yeah. evolve over time? Yeah. yeah, good, good question. I, you know, the answer is no. I didn't necessarily dream of being on stages. Um, I did know this. I wanted to do something on my own, and I wanted to be able to control some of my own time, and I, I wanted to have autonomy. And here's why, Kelly. Um, I grew up in a small town in southeast Iowa. It's actually the largest Amish community west of the Mississippi. So I was the son of a school teacher and a painting contractor. So my dad worked in a blue collar industry and he had this little tiny painting business with a few employees, nothing fancy. But what I so much respected and admired about my dad is he was present at all of my activities. My dad never missed a game, never missed a performance. I mean, he was just always present. And so from a really young age, I remember thinking, whatever I do in this life vocationally, I want to make sure that I have the ability to control my own time and be present for my family because my dad was present for me. Mm-hmm. And I just really valued that. So um, I went to school at the University of Iowa, almost like a social experiment, right? I thought, you know, I'll meet some people, but when I get out of here, I'm just going to start my own business and I'll do my own thing. But, you know, I'll meet some people along the way. Well, I got out of school, Kelly, and I realized I had no money. I was dead broke, a lot of student loan debt. I was paying my own way through school. And I also didn't have any knowledge. I had no idea, you know, how to run a business. And so I found myself in a situation where I was in business for myself, but not by myself. And I took uh, a job in the financial services industry. So that really gave me the support that I needed, the infrastructure. I didn't have to invest any money, but I still got to kind of control my own time and build something unique and special, get paid for the extra effort and the work. And I really enjoyed connecting with people. About three years into that journey, I got promoted to a managing director inside that company. And at the time, I was the youngest 
managing director in that firm. So it's a Fortune 100 company. I was the youngest leader in my position. And at that time, Kelly, I would say my heart really started to get wrapped up in some things that um, were not altogether significant, you know, like status and money and achievement. And the scary part about pride and ego is you don't always know that it's growing. But in my life, it was growing. And by the time I was 26, I had a really large financial practice and I was a leader. And so all of a sudden I woke up in this world that I didn't really understand. I didn't come from money. I actually came from a fairly humble background, but I was a classic example, Kelly, of somebody who was underdeveloped and overexposed. Mm -hmm. In other words, my character wasn't keeping pace with my responsibility and the influence that came with my position professionally. And so I was running really fast. I was moving really hard in one direction, chasing all these things that ultimately really didn't matter. And at 27 years old, it all came to a halt. I got a call from my managing partner at the time. And he said, Jordan, I need to speak with you. And I could tell it was like a drop everything you're doing. We're going to meet right now kind of conversation. I was so naive, Kelly. I remember being a little bit irritated by that request. Like I had a full day and I'm thinking, I got people to see and things to do. And I walked into his office and I'll never forget the words that came out of his mouth. He said, you haven't been malicious um, and it hasn't been necessarily intentional, but you've been casual and careless. And when you're casual, you create casualties. Today, you're the casualty. This is going to be your last day with our firm. And so in that moment, um, I got let go. I got terminated, fired from my job. What had happened is there was a staff member on my team that had taken a test on my behalf. She was trying to be helpful. Just at the pace we were moving, um, you know, she was trying to step in and get something done and it ultimately cost us. And, and it wasn't, you know, just the test. It was the pace. I think my, this leader at the time was saying, I just don't trust your leadership. Like you're moving too fast. You don't value the right things. And God had to do something in me, you know, in, in that season. So I don't think that he caused it, Kelly, but I think he did allow it to happen in my life. And I went into two years of this, this desert season. So, you know, I went from having a lot of influence. I was speaking inside this company and, you know, I had a lot of great relationships. All of a sudden, I didn't have any of that. Um, the company took me back, but they basically said, hey, you're not going to be a leader. You're going to start from scratch. We're going to give all your clients to other advisors. You're going to have to rebuild this thing from the ground up. So I lost millions of dollars. <clears throat> My reputation was bruised. A company-wide email went out. So everybody knew what had happened. And for a young man that found all of his identity and his achievement and his status and his success, it just rocked me from the inside out. So I almost went into hiding um, every emotion that a human could feel. I felt it like insecurity, shame, embarrassment. And for two years, I'm in this desert season. I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Kelly. They, they sort of redirect me to a new office. I had a man by the name of Tim Bohannon who stepped into my life and I would vent to Tim every day. And I would tell Tim, you know, this is so unfair. And I don't deserve this. And I feel like I got caught speeding and I'm spending 10 years in jail. Like it just doesn't make sense. Like my infraction doesn't line up with the consequence. And Tim listened and he listened. And after about 30 days of listening, he said, Jordan, there's a question that you need to start asking yourself. And the question is, what part of the problem is me? It's one of life's best questions. So whether you're 5% of the problem or 95% of the problem, that question will set you free. And the answer to it is very important. So Kelly, I started asking that question and slowly but surely my life began to kind of 
come back into place. I grew in my confidence. Um, I really grew in my faith. I mean, God just taught me some new things. I think sometimes he does his best work in the Valley, you know, and absolutely. Jordan, I I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'd love you to continue on with the faith part because I'm really, I love how you said you were in that desert season and I'm sure your brain was like racked with so many negative thoughts and maybe some shame and, and things were surfacing for you, but how did the faith part influence all those thoughts and how did you become stronger in your faith to get through that desert season? I'd love to hear all that. Yeah. A a few thoughts. I think one is God had to get me alone. You know, sometimes being alone is, is really powerful. I had to be away from distractions and all these things in this world that were pulling me away from him. And so, so I think he did that for me. Like I went to Minneapolis. I didn't know a lot of people and I was really broken and brokenness is a powerful position. Right. And I don't know why God set it up this way, but he did. And it's beautiful, Kelly. He said, my power will be perfect in your weakness. And I was weak. And in Corinthians, the scripture also says, you know, for I delight in weakness, insult, hardship, and persecution for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And so I just felt like he worked on me through my weakness. Um, I felt his presence more, Kelly, in my life than I've ever felt it before. I remember just being alone, literally in my closet weeping and crying out to God and praying. Like I just been stripped of everything. I'd lost all my money, lost my influence. I'd lost all my confidence, but God was putting some really cool things back together. And here's what he did for me, Kelly. This is the cool part of the story. And I'll probably get emotional as I share it. But, um, uh, what I didn't know is I was going to meet a woman by the name of Ashley. And she had two children from, uh, a previous marriage and, um, their names are Audrey and Claire. And those two sweet little girls are my daughters today. And, um, so I met Ashley in a broken season. She was coming out of a a broken season, having gone through a really rough divorce. And, um, and, you know, I think God had to do something in me before he could do something with me. He had to rid me of some of that pride and ego. And he was preparing me for something much greater than professional success. I was going to be a dad and a husband. And so, you know, we've just said it repeatedly that sometimes God's preparation is packaged as pain. And I don't know who's listening right now, but maybe you're going through something difficult. You're in a desert season. And I just say, take heart, you know, um, rest in that and just trust that God can do really great things in our brokenness. Um, I think it's where he does his best work. So it's a long-winded answer, Kelly, to a short question. But um, today, my wife and I own our coaching business together and God's blessed it. He just continues to open doors. There's 16 partners. So I did not intend to be on a stage. I think what happened is I went through some really tough stuff. God redirected my path, taught me a lot and allowed us to pivot and do the work that we do today. And the way that I would sort of title that is this, Kelly, I think sometimes your deepest hurt can become your greatest ministry. And we get to minister to people today who are hurting and going through some of life's biggest challenges. And that has become a real blessing. So I appreciate the question. Oh man, I I have the Holy Spirit goosebumps through it all because I really can relate in so many ways through the pain I've been in, in my own life. I'm a breast cancer survivor, Jordan. I don't know if you knew that. And I was an only child and had the best parents in the whole world that I thought. And my mom and I were best friends and I lost her. And just going through these hard times, I'm in such agreement how God really can take those times those really deep, dark times, if you are open to him, 
you know, helping you bloom out and get to that other side, he can make that other side beautiful. You know, he says, you know, from ashes to what's that verse? Yeah, come on. Yeah, uh, the, you know, yeah. from the ashes. And it's just an, an incredible thing if people can just understand, lean in to him when you are in these times. Don't pull away. Know that he has something greater for you. If a door is closed and you didn't want it to be closed, well, maybe that's his way of saying, this isn't my plan for you. And he yeah. has something greater and better like he had for you, Jordan. And you thought you were going to be in that company and it just didn't go that way. And that day changed your whole entire life. And so what a blessing, what a beautiful story of how everything turned out and your faith grew stronger through it all, which is incredible. And now you have this beautiful family. You're still so young and thriving, and it's exciting to really buckle up and ask God, what do you have next for me? And let him open the doors and him pave the way. That's the most exciting part I think we forget. And I want my listeners to know that the joy comes in the journey of what you're doing. It's not really that end result. You can run a race, get to the finish line. It's great, but think about the hard work you put in, all the trials and things you go through to run that race the battles that you face on a daily basis, yeah. you know? So it's beautiful. So I'm, I'm just very excited for, to watch you continue evolving in your faith and what you're bringing to the world. So beautiful. I love it. I also love, there's a few things I was reading and listening to. There's so many things that you say that just really resonate with me. Things I do in my family, like you said at one of your, um, I think you, it was a talk you gave, but your association leads to your destination. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about that because I was like, boom, that is how true is that? <laughs> You're who you associate with leads because I find a lot of women that I work with, they're like, I'm just so stuck. And well, Kelly, you have uh, people on your side and I don't, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm stuck over here, but this is everything. We even have to teach this to our children. You are who you associate with. If you want to climb higher, then you have to go out and search out some people and take that action step to meet the people you want to be around. Right. Yeah. I want you to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting you bring this up, Kelly, because I get asked the question a lot about uh, mindset. I think as a performance coach and somebody who deals in the world of personal development and leadership development, Oftentimes the first place people want to go is, is the mental game, right? So they'll ask me about mindset and their thinking or, or maybe some tricks or tips to help them with their mindset. And I'm going to give Ed Milet a shout out because he unpacked this beautifully. Kelly, he says this, your environmental game drives your mental game. And of course, your mental game drives so much in your life, but it really starts with your environmental game. Mm -hmm. And your environment is the people, places, and things that consistently show up in your life. So to your point, this idea of having the right circle, the right relationships, the right environment, it's critical because it literally drives everything in our life. If somebody says, Hey, what's the first step? I want to grow my mind. What's the first step? You know, the first step I would say is, is pray and stay connected to the vine and, and get right with the Lord. Right. I mean, I think that's the most important relationship in our life, but beyond that, God designed us for community. He created us to be relational. And so really important that we consider those who are in our close proximity. And here's why. Proximity is, is, is power. The people in closest proximity to us have great power over us, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm not advocating that we like leave behind people that we care about, but we might need to reduce proximity from certain friends. And I think this is probably, you know, it probably has as much to do with um, addition as it does subtraction. I think it's probably more about addition. It's about getting around the right people who can hold you accountable, who are going to challenge you. Here's what we say to people often too. Kelly is like, we got to get around people who aren't impressed by us. They don't care about our achievement or our status or what we've done. They care about us for who we are. Um, my 11-year-old daughter is probably the greatest example of that in my life. Um, she could care less about what dad does professionally. And in fact, Kelly, if I bring it up, it almost works against me. Like she's annoyed. I think she just thinks what I do is like kind of annoying. Like dad talks all the time and never stops talking. Um, and if I try to tell her about like a team that I spent time with or an event that I was a part of, she's, she's kind of like, cool. Like just, she'll ask zero questions. So sometimes that's frustrating to me, but what it really is, is good for me because I'm reminded that she loves me for me and she's not impressed by what I do. And I wish I had more Audrey's in my life. And I have a bunch of them, right? But the point is this, I want to get around people that aren't impressed by us. They're going to call us up, right? They're going to share the truth. Truth trumps flattery. I want to be around truth tellers. They're not calling me out. They're calling me up. And there's a difference. People who call you out aren't necessarily working for your good. People who are calling you up are working for your good. They want um, God's best for your life. And they're going to challenge you in that. So I've often followed the, the model, um, Kelly, of Paul, Barnabas, and Timothy. And if you're not familiar, you're listening, you're not familiar with that, that model. It's really just having a mentor, a key mentor who's going to call you up. I've got a meeting. My next meeting is with my mentor. I'm going to lunch and he'll probably call me up in that meeting, challenge me on some things. Then Barnabas is a person that's like a running mate, right? This is somebody you're doing life with. And then uh, Timothy is somebody you're pouring into. And I'll just share this real quick about environment and relationships. Kelly, I'm meeting with my mentor recently and I said, you know, Dale, um, I need to get around more men like you that just have godly wisdom. Like I'm really wanting to grow in my faith and, and I want God to teach me new things. And so I really got to get around some people like you who have godly wisdom. And he said, maybe, but I think what is more important is that you start investing in some people and discipling in people, because if you really want to grow, that's how you do it. God will teach you through your obedience in discipling, investing, teaching, and training. And he was right. Like the best way to, to learn is to teach. So, so if you're listening, you're like, yeah, I want to expand my circle. I want to grow relationally, figure out who's your Paul, you know, go find a mentor is the mentor. You have the right mentor, get some running mates, some people who are going to call you upward and then find some people that you can invest in and pour into. I think our environmental game drives our mental game, which then drives everything else in our life. Anything that you would add on to that, Kelly, like I know that you've done a great job of building your, your environment. I love that. The environmental game. Oh my gosh. That's, that's really good. That was Ed. I love Ed too, by the way. That's he's, great. He's amazing, but no, I've had to change my environment personally because I was feeling stuck and I wasn't growing it, all the things you just said. If we're not aware of what we have going on in our direct circles or in what we do day to day, life is going by like quickly. And it, we need to be, first of all, just become aware of our surroundings and what am I doing on weekends? You know, you don't have to get rid of your friends, like you said, but I've had to, like you said, subtract and add. I did, I've had to push back a little bit with my own self and the people I was around 
because they weren't really serving me in the best way. I love them from afar now, but I want to, I seek out the ones like you, Jordan, you're, you're trying to seek out someone new to connect and increase your faith right now. And that's what I'm continually doing myself. And, um, it's, it's, it's amazing how your life can really change from the people you surround yourself with. You're either growing or you're staying the same. And if you find staying the same and you want to stay like this and a year is going to go by and maybe you're and you didn't level up in any way, that's great. But if you're really looking to grow, look at your environment. That's such a good point. It really matters. And I think I I would add to this too, Kelly, that um, we got to spend time with those who need us to serve them. So like you think about the life of Jesus, right? He spent time with the tax collectors and the poor. And so this isn't about like moving away from those people. Um, This is about serving and it's about getting around some people who need you. I just think at the end of the day, if you really want to grow, paying attention to your proximity and having a bit of both, some people that you can serve and pour into, but also having some people that are pouring into you the right way and holding you accountable is critically important. So I think both of both sides of that equation are critically important. Yes, absolutely. And I'm working on both because I do, um, you know, I, I do want to serve as well because people need us. They do. So that that is so important. And they need to know that there's always victory in Jesus, no matter what. So yeah, we'll, come on, right. We, we, Amen. We, but Jordan, uh, you shared so much. This has just been amazing. Um, I usually like to end my calls. Well, first, before we end, I know we have a couple more minutes. Is that okay? Is that yeah, okay? absolutely. Okay. I know you have, there's just, uh, you work with a lot of athletes. And so I wanted to talk about that because I know you said the mindset thing, and I'm sure the athletes, in order for them to run at peak performance, they need to constantly be coached. And so how, tell me about working with them and the advice maybe you give them that some of my listeners can take and run today too. Yeah, I think so much of what athletes deal with, business leaders deal with, you know, entrepreneurs, sales leaders. So like our coaching is not that different with an athlete than it is with a business leader. I'd say one area that is maybe a bit different is we have to spend a a bit more time on identity because the athlete is receiving praise over and over and over, not so much for who they are, but what they do. And when that chapter ends, when that season ends and the doing is done, and they move on from sport, that can be a really difficult transition. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to spend time with an athlete, really dig in, it's, it's oftentimes around identity, confidence. It's building them up from the inside out, spending more time on the who, less on the do. But, you know, I think that's true of, of all people. It was true for me, right? At 27 years old, my identity was in all these things that had to do with what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yet I was actually a pretty broken, insecure person. So you know, people ask me that all the time. They're like, well, how is it, you know, if you're working with an athlete, how's that different than a business leader? I would say actually a lot of the coaching is, is very similar, Kelly, like the principles, the foundational principles of coaching are the same where we'd probably lean in a bit more with an athlete is around identity and building them up from the inside out because they're being told over and over and over again, that they're great based on what they do. And for anybody listening, if you're struggling with that, like maybe if pride and ego is a thing for you, I think it's a thing for most high level leaders, right? I think all of us have some level of ego inside of us and some ego is good. We just don't want it to dominate, you know, our personality. Um, John Maxwell shared this, and this has just stuck with me, Kelly, this is so good. So I think probably somebody needs to hear this. 
He said, when I was young, I was getting a lot of pats on the back. And a lot of people were telling me that I was great. And I had a pastor pull me aside when I was 27 years old, took me to lunch and said, John, you need to hear this. You're getting a lot of pats on the back. People are telling you that you're great. And they are really falling in love with what you do. But they're not necessarily falling in love with who you are. They're not admiring John Maxwell. What they're admiring is the gift inside of John Maxwell. So when you get that standing ovation, just remember, like, they're admiring the gift inside of you, and that was given to you. It can also be taken away. So your job is to steward the God-given giftedness that the Lord has entrusted you with, and just keep that in perspective. Because I think for all of us, it's easy to go, oh, I'm great. You know, I got the standing ovation. I'm getting pats on the back. I got to remember, they don't know Jordan Montgomery. They're not, like, that's not what they're admiring. They're admiring a gift inside of me that was given to me by the Lord. And that's true for all of us. We have different gifts that people admire. But I think the, the, the self-awareness opportunity is to say, they don't really know me. And I'm not going to let this go to my head. They're simply admiring and appreciating the God-given gift in us that's inside of us. So I, I thought that was an interesting way to think about, mm. you know, how you're receiving praise and, and compliments. Wow, very. Yeah, I, I mean... Even for me, I remember when I was walking across the stages and I was doing fitness competitions and I became a four-time national bikini champion. And I just remember, wow, that really did get in my head. And I struggled with it because that was my identity until God's like, no, it isn't. <laughs> That's yeah. not your identity. But, you know, I, I, I found myself getting wrapped up in that because I had the titles. I was winning all these competitions and I can see how losing who you are and then it can spiral and and not bring you to good places. So it does come back to God gave me the gift of dedication and consistency. Drive and energy. Drive and discipline. Yeah. Discipline number one to do what I did to show others that they can do it too. And that's the secret. So I love that that's the aspect that you take with these athletes because I they do. They need to know that's not who they are. Nobody knows Aaron, like whatever their name, <laughs> but yeah. we know how good he is on the field. So that is amazing. Thank you for yeah. sharing. That. Yeah. So I want to just end with, which you talked about a few different things to do with this, but what is your secret Jordan to climbing higher in life? Oh, geez. Really plain and simple. I think it's staying connected to the vine, staying close to Jesus. Um, this life is so temporary. You know, I think I've just learned that, that um, the things of this world are fleeting. They're not meant to last. And, um, you know, the scripture is pretty clear about that. I think in Philippians, you know, it says, I count it all as loss compared to the surpassing greatness and knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And so we're to count it as a loss, even the best things of this world, of this life, right? Compared to knowing Jesus, um, they're, they're considered rubbish. He actually, the scripture refers to those things as rubbish. Mm -hmm. And so here's what I'd say to somebody listening, because I think, you know, some of this might be hard, Kelly, for somebody who's struggling with faith. Maybe there's some unbelievers listening. They're just not sure about Jesus. Maybe you're sitting here thinking, I don't know about God. Um, I just want to encourage you that if you're someone that's in that place, you're thinking, I don't know, I don't know about God. Like he knows about you and you are loved by an almighty, all-knowing, wonderful, God. And he has a plan for your life. And so I would just challenge those listening to seek him out, get to know him, 
um, cause he wants to know you and he wants you to be closely connected, you know? And so for me, that would be, uh, the number one secret and number two is, is not anywhere close. So that would be, uh, a short response. I love it. I love that he already knows all about you. So Jordan, I lead a Bible study for just a group of women that I just do on the side. And last night we were talking about that because I have a few women in there that they're new believers. They're not really sure yet which way to go. Mm-hmm. And we just talked about the same thing that you said. It's God already sees your, you don't have to hide anything. He already knows your shame, yeah. your guilt, your fears, yeah. your worries, all the things that you think are deep and dark, he already knows about them. So if you bring them to the surface, he can heal those areas. And it all starts with a basic conversation like I'm having with you today. How do I get to know Jordan better? I start talking to Jordan, having conversations with him. And I think that's what most people that are, they put God over here. He's just the high in the sky. They don't know that they can have this beautiful conversation that can flourish and bloom and grow throughout life. You get to know him better and better the more time you spend with him. So great answer. Beautiful answer. I love it. We're on the same page. I love this. (laughs) I love it. I just, I love, this is, this has just been one of my favorite podcast episodes that I've ever done. So, oh my gosh, um, I'm so, I'm so feeling just so blessed. I love it. And I want to know, so my listeners, if they do want to connect with you, where can they find you? Where do you want them to go? Yeah, you know, we're pretty active on social channels. I'm probably most active on Instagram. Um, Jordan M. Montgomery. M is for Michael. So Jordan M. Montgomery. Uh, reach out. Um, send us a DM. We'd love to hear from you. Spend time with you. Answer a question. Be helpful. Uh, we'll respond to all of those messages. So feel free just to reach out. Uh, our website is montgomerycompanies.com. We're active on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. So yeah, uh, if anybody's listening, you know, wants to engage, maybe has a question or a thought that they want to share, um, I would just encourage that individual to reach out. We're here to serve and help. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a guest today. And I just pray you have a beautiful delivery with your baby, your new baby (laughs) coming. I'll be praying for you. And I'm just so thankful. So thank you so much for being here. And, and guys, just remember, God loves you right where you are, no matter what. Gordon said this before in one of his posts, bloom where you are planted. Don't Mm. think ahead. Don't try to be at that next level yet. You're right where you're supposed to be. Stay on the climb, never give up on yourself and have a strong faith that God will see you through. So yeah. Amen. And I I just say this too, Kelly, before we close, while we're still recording, um, you have such a gift and you're using your gift for things that matter. And so I just want to encourage you in that the way you ask questions, your preparation, and the fact that you're wearing your faith on your sleeve. I just admire all of that. So this has been a joy and a blessing. I look forward to staying in touch. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great week until I see you again. Keep on climbing. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. 
you can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, head over there to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, and I'll meet you inside. Or you can even head over to my website, kellytian.com, to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb. Thank you again and have a healthy and happy week.